You're listening to Fact So supported by Suno India. Before we begin, just a quick disclaimer: you might encounter strong language. Whoopsie. We also want to be clear that the things we say are our opinions and in should no way be taken as medical, health or dietary advice. We also are aware that we have certain privileged experiences and therefore we are not able to be representative and we don't even aim to be representative of all the things that people have lived and felt that we have not. I'm fat and BBW porn does nothing for me. Zilch. So, I'm fat and I love that it gives me big breasts. So, in fact, I kind of worry that if I lose weight, I will lose my boobies. That does happen. Anyway, why are you scared me? I'm fat and I'm waiting for that man whom I'll be comfortable getting on top with. So, I'm fat and I have an active sex life. Mm-hmm. So, I'm fat and oral sex is great for me and for him. So, I'm fat and on top is my favorite position. So, welcome to Fatso, the podcast where we talk about the joys and sorrows of being fat women in India, heavy on the joy. I'm Pallavi and I'm Amaya and today we are talking about sex. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's New it. Sexy thing. The one that Pallavi has been waiting for. <clears throat> Maybe it's some <laughs> other people out there. Uh before we begin, uh any good friends of mine and family members who would like to not know about my sex life, please stop listening now. Guys, you have to. You have to listen to her because she is a goddess and you will learn so much. So, how about maybe continue, they continue. don't want to know? So anyway, sex. So exciting. So taboo. So salacious. Also so awkward, so terrifying and so confusing, right? Everyone finds sex intimidating. Every single person at first. And then you have all these crazy social taboos on top of it. Don't talk about it, but talk about it secretly. Don't talk about it truthfully, talk about it like that. Learn about it through porn or have this crazy idiotic idealized or no, fuck idealized. It's just warped understanding of what sex is and what it should be and what noises you make and what positions you put in and what parts of your body have hair and what don't and what mm-hmm. angles you can go to and whether or not people like semen on their face and you just think that it's all true and then mm-hmm. you're like but reality doesn't match. So I am a failure. because reality doesn't match and right. then i can't have more sex it's just it's just a fucking cluster fuck and aside from all this misinformation fake news alert we have no language to talk about sex and i mean this is we like to think that in the west this is all cool but i don't know if it's really true i mean i don't think that they have that much better of a situation than we do they are more open but like in india it's like another level mm. of ignorance of misinformation of of stupidity i don't know anyway and we have so no language and no resources i mean they may have shitty sex ed in the west but at least they have sex ed we have nothing <laughs> nothing not even about like hygiene and like wash yourself and like you know pee after sex guys pee after sex okay and before also sometimes uh, before to dk but peeing after sex is has like a medical reason for it it, it drastically reduces the uh, likelihood no, of getting a uti right because it's an acid when it I washes first everything met clean when i was a gynae she told me she says before and after like 
I mean, given how just because you've had recent. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Move on, move on. <laughs> <laughs> But of course, all of this is obviously a thousand times worse if you're a fat woman, because pale as you're a fat woman, you're not a sexual object. Oh, but you are. But only as a king. King. And I'm like, why can I not exist as a sexual object that is not your fetish? As a sensual being. Like I just exist as a person, you know. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, of course, you're a fat woman. You're so fucking lucky that I'm. willing to fuck you i'm i'm willing to put my tiny penis in your vagina and like pretend like i'm i give a shit about your 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 pleasure and you should be so grateful and the really fucked up thing is we actually on some level are mm. for so long it takes you so long to break out of that because i went through this whole phase where i would have sex with anyone who wanted to have sex with me and i had a lot of bad sex guys mm. bad sex is a bad thing do not have bad sex <laughs> like seriously <laughs> A liberating thing for me has been these days. I'm just like, if sex is not good, I'm not having. Well, Thanks. sometimes you just have to do that in order to know that maybe, it's bad. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Fair yeah. enough. But yeah, I did so much of that just because I was like, आज तो है कल पता नहीं होगा कि नहीं. Oh. तो मौका पकड़ लो. Do it, do it. Take mm. this opportunity. Seize it with both hands, <coughs> or one, depending on God. And <laughs> and you know, and the stupid things. The stupid things that people think about fat people and sex or fat women i mean mm. I, i'm not a fat man so i don't know but fat women and sex like oh my god your vagina will be really big mm. what logic samajh matlab logic samajhiye like if there's so much fat out there actually what happens all your organs get squished together Correct. so anything It vagina will be smaller <laughs> and secondly the vagina is a self expanding organ mm. thoda biology padho mm. i have to stop talking so much hindi Read some biology. Like everything doesn't have to be like your stupid imagination. And then this other thing, you'll squash somebody. Toot jayega. Please, human bodies were designed for this. Nobody is going to like die because you sit on them to have sex, man. I mean, and come on, can I can I please tell you about the number of men who have like lain on top of me like a dead weight because they just refuse to take I any know. weight on their elbows? And I'm like, I really can't, can't breathe. breathe. I can't breathe. And he's like, Is this good for you? I'm like, No. no. <laughs> Like seriously, it's got nothing to do with weight. And then it, you know, it just porn, dude. Mm. Porn is sex education in India, and that is a humongous problem. It is. Like these boys are like, I can go for two hours, and I'm like, my vagina just retracted all the way up. It's now in my chest. <laughs> like, what is wrong with yeah, you? Do you like... realize that after ten minutes, I can't even feel anything down there, bro? <laughs> like. Well, I don't know what you think is happening here, but right now I got a crick in my back, and I'm doing my grocery list in my head. And when you just fucking finish, I need to go to work tomorrow. This I is know. what is happening, and and this the, oh god, cum shots. I mean, there are probably some people who like having semen shot in their faces, but I've yet to meet more than one. So, you know, I feel like stop believing porn, people. But all said and done, sex is. Probably one place where everybody in India is as fucked up hmm. as fat people are, or as fucked over as fat people are, because on average, uh, society is an equal opportunity dick to all of us hmm. about sex. Quite true. But two things that really bother me about sex for fat women: hmm. one, this thing that you have to be grateful for it, hmm. and the other thing that really, really is the is the real heartbreaking thing 
is that we are taught to hate our body so much you don't look at your body you don't touch your body you cannot think of it as a site of pleasure that anybody else or you yourself can create you're just like so deeply programmed to think that this is ugly this is hideous don't touch it don't look at it how can you get any joy out of mm. it then you never explore it as a pleasure center you never find out where what good sex even is with yourself or with someone else and you're never encouraged to move you're just told that you know you're unfit and you're incapable and you just think you are but actually you can be really fat and flexible mm. you know so you can actually do a lot of kinky shit in bed yeah. like bendy shit but everyone's just like no you're fat so just lie there and mm-hmm. be pathetically grateful for this man it's just heartbreaking it's just heartbreaking honestly for me it's just that there's this ginormous gaping hole no pun intended <laughs> about the nice. whole conversation around it you know it's just about the conversation because then you get to know different people's thoughts what's going on you know you don't feel so isolated like any other conversation and thank god for the internet and i'm not talking about porn i'm talking about you know real people writing about real stuff and podcasts like i'm listening to this really good podcast called unbuttoned it's with these two women and this guy in um, in uh, they doing it and in the indian context right yeah and i've learned stuff from it which i've implemented <laughs> i'm having a good time mm-hmm. so she's having a very good time guys she doesn't stop talking about her good time uh the master sits in front of me <laughs> i am only the student <laughs> anyways uh-huh. beginner's luck guys no, i'm not no, no, actually no. teaching her sex things like i'm not we're not <laughs> oh. having sex with each other or like any of that just to be clear oh good god anyway so you know the thing is that just listening to people have this conversation and be candid and frank and not like yeah. ooh shamey shamey and ooh you know coy and ooh like giggly and stuff yeah. it is so irritating you know and this whole thing about myths about you know fat women and sex oh my god it was my life like my truth i have asked people is my vagina weird like is eh? it normal or not yes and i have felt grateful and i have not thought that i'm uh, attractive enough to be you know fucked and i'm not attracted to fat men this is another thing people assume that if you're yeah. a fat woman you should be attracted to a fat man or vice versa it doesn't mean i've not had sex with a fat man because you know you have sex for a whole lot of other reasons but i'm not like natural and i do feel guilt about it you know i feel like oh my god like i'm betraying yeah uh something by doing that so all of these things i mean i have learned a lot of stuff from porn maybe i like certain things because i've seen it on porn Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I th- thought that that was the way to go. So there is just this void and there yeah. needs to be conversation. There really does. I mean, we need to also just get chill about using words. Yeah. I mean, and and you know about this thing about about uh about being attracted to other fat people only. Here's the thing. We are just because we're fat does not mean we are subject to I mean, this whole fucking podcast is about the fact that we are so deeply subject to social programming and Correct. conditioning around what is and is not attractive and acceptable in terms of body and shape. So if anything we're even like less because we spend so much time hating our own fat bodies, why the hell will you want to have sex with another fat body? No, but you know I had this uh, I I don't know. There was this beautiful woman, she uh, we were friends and we were once talking about this and she's like who had planned an orgy and you know a man like a woman like me would have this man like with a six pack ab and this and that and we'd find one cute chubby roly poly for you and i was like fuck no i mean okay, why like yeah. why would you assume 
No, because your bodies would look so good together. Now they'd be squishy together. I'm like, again, fuck no. Because positioning me, thodi si problem hogi. You know? Ha, I mean, there are some logistical issues attached to it. Yes, but the thing is, I just think that. Look, I mean, for me personally, there is a type of a body that, or or like you know, shape or something that I find attractive. But what I've found at least is, a to it changes. Like suddenly, I'm fetishizing a different body part, yeah. which I was not expecting to. <laughs> uh, and then like there are certain traits that I really love. But for me, at the end of the day, if 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 this person connects with my brain, correct, I don't care what they look like. Correct, like that whole term sapiosexual. Like oh I'm God, stop! Do not use that word. <laughs> I am erasing this bit from the podcast because I refuse to perpetrate the horrifying, terrible, fucked up coinage of woke boy fuckery that that word is. Really, I have yes. no clue about this. First I of just all, read it and I was like, homosexual what means wait. Sapiosexual is not a sexual orientation. Oh attracted to men who are people who are intelligent is not a sexual orientation <laughs> because you know what homosexuals are not attracted to people who are of the other sex therefore if you never have sex with someone who is not intelligent then you could theoretically call yourself sapiosexual mm. but i bet you okay. that's I've not how it works i mean i've never ha no i know i just I have, have just a, i have recently... a vendetta against that word oh my god <clears throat> sorry well, guys i'm kind of ranty today i still like that word mm. when i saw it so Anyway, the sacks. So it's interesting. I'm gonna tell you a little secret here. That's a bit uh, wow. It's kind of TMI for the public world. So uh, even though I actually accidentally discovered masturbation at the age of six, mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was doing. I would just lie around and wiggle, and I'm like, oh, that feels nice. Three baby three. Um, and then um, it was like when I was 15 or something. Then I when guys were talking about shagging, bro, mm-hmm. and I'm like, ladies be shagging, karte kya? <laughs> and I asked, I must have asked my sister or somebody, and uh, or this my cousin bought me that everything you want to know about sex, but that's it. Everything you want to know about sex, but were afraid to ask. It's a great Reader's Digest book. It's out of print, I think, but it was lovely. And that's when I was like, "Oh, I'm masturbating, huh?" Mm. Um, so yeah, but other than that, I was a real late bloomer when it came to sex. Okay, with like other people, because, and I, but I mean, I did work very hard to catch up <laughs> once I started. Uh, so I like my first kiss happened when I was 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never even re- I've never been much of a kiss liker. Also, like. Um so in college oh, I got kissed kissing. like twice or something like that different strokes literally for different folks No no I know I know I'm just like <laughs> I know everyone likes kissing I'm the freak Nah but my first real sexual experience was with a guy that I met <laughs> surprise surprise online <laughs> Uh way back in 2004 5 2005 something like that very long ago Uh, back in my blogging heyday, my serious like when everyone was blogging heyday, um, and um, it was very very cinematic our entire thing. Like we had this date, and it was so dately, and like it was a taxi. It was New York City. It was the world of Astoria. It was like oh fancy, fancy. God. But we didn't actually have sex because no condoms. Hmm. See, even then I had that rule, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then my second one was with uh, with uh, well when I lost the V card uh, <laughs> to a wonderfully matter of fact ginger haired Englishman. Mm-hmm. He was exactly what I needed. I mean, I was twenty four. I was feeling so crippled by my lack of experience. I was twenty four. I had been kissed by two boys, and then I'd had this one solid makeout session with this other guy, and that was it. And everybody I knew, even in India, 
was added like rabbits and had been for like two three years. Mm-hmm. So I was just like. And then the problem is, if I had actually ended up with somebody who was also completely inexperienced, it would have been so much pressure and awkwardness mm. and drama. But this guy, he was like one veteran because at the advanced age of twenty six, he had been doing it for ten years. Guess who? Uh, and I still remember. And he's like, I don't. Rem- I haven't deflowered someone in a long time. Oh my god, <laughs> ginger head and all. I'm just stuck there. No, no, ginger head. Thought a problem. I mean, there's a there's. I'll tell you offline. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Make no. No, but he was a really wonderful guy because the thing is, he was literally so matter of fact about everything Mm. that for me, that experience that could have actually been quite traumatic and terrifying. He could have been like, oh God, you don't know what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. But he was just like, ha, get it out of your system. Like, this is the first time I had genuinely spent time in light with a penis. How nice. And they're pretty funny. Sorry, guys. But they're (laughs) fucking hilarious. Like, they just do whatever they want. How how do you live with a body part that you don't control? Right? Like, they twitch, they jump, they flip up, they go down, they get law, big, small, fat, thin. I'm like, kya Right? And I was literally like, I remember I was literally lying there, I'm like, right? And and he was laughing, it's like, get it out of your system. Before you see, get involved with other guys. And he was really wonderful for me. So, I actually, once I remember, I was listening to other people's virginity loss stories. And I mm-hmm. went home and I wrote emails to both these guys saying, Aww. listen, I cannot thank you both enough because fuck. In hindsight, that could have been really awful. Mm. So, thank you for your wonderfulness. And, well, after that, matla, gate opened, to gate opened. Yeah. Opened and flowed. <laughs> I learned a lot of things from the men I have slept with. Uh, I learned from a very lovely Colombian man that I like to be on top. Mm. He had this thing and he would uh, he only spoke Spanish. And he would just be like, Sueme, Sueme. And I was like, what, really? But I'll break you. He's like, don't be ridiculous. And Ooh. then I was like, oh my God, this is the way to do it, guys. <laughs> and then I learned from so many men that I have um, <clears throat> requirements. That did not come across. Say again. Mm, I have certain size requirements, maybe. That's all right. No, it's very mean and and discriminatory. It's very mean and discriminatory and I feel very guilty about it. I also discovered by myself, with Mm. some other guys as well, that my body doesn't work like the woman's body is supposed to work. Mm. Like all the ladies like this, I don't like it. All these things that are supposed to drive me where I do nothing. And I'm just like, ha. Huh. And of course, everybody's like, no, but that's because I haven't done it. And I'm like, bhai, kya hai? Okay, <laughs> go, do your move. I will sit here and I will count sheep and the whole thing is gone. You'll have to start from scratch again. <laughs> then eventually they listen. But yeah. And I also learned from one lover that I was allowed to tell him what to do. Mm. To ask for things. This guy has been like a very transformative lover for me. Mm. Like, that would be. It's been like, uh, I don't know, eight years or something like that. And... Uh, just, you know, he really helped me expand into a lot of uh, spaces that uh, I didn't think I could. Like, really opened my mind to a lot of things about myself to learn to really accept my body. But that should come in the healing part, shouldn't it? But I also learned that I'm actually quite lazy and very vanilla. And uh, <laughs> if anyone says anything about sex lasting more than 20 minutes, my vagina retracts. <laughs> You've heard that See, before. the thing with me is I realized that completely unexpectedly, given that I'm a fat woman and I have all these other issues, right? I really don't care about expectations and rules when it comes to sex. I walk around naked with the lights on. In fact, I can't even have sex with the lights off. I'm like, what is the point? No, I agree. I ask for what I want. I say no when I want. want. I'm super liberated. And I often think that, for me, 
this is like the most liberated space in my life i am not insecure about sex which is bizarre <laughs> given no. how i'm insecure about everything else such a relief but i often think it really happened because of the way i came to it and i just was like fake it fake it and i'm like oh wait yes sir chalta hai this is okay okay ha huh. <laughs> ha huh. and then i realized it's not a big deal at all okay but uh, i'm doing lots of talking you also talk now yeah well unfortunately mine is a sob story to begin with oh yeah but it is it is it was so i was aware when i was 3 years old i do not know how really i do not know how but i just think it's a natural drive that we all just have which is how we all find it yeah like little kids will be like humping the jungle gym and all because you just find it and Possibly. it's just it's society that makes it so like complicated yeah but the thing was i knew it was to be hidden i knew same, it same. was all we always know it's taboo shameful etc we always know it's taboo and shameful yeah but i used to like touching myself i didn't really understand what it was all about but i just liked it and i mean my first crush was when i was 8 years old literally huh. so uh, what to do but the thing is i grew up with zero resources you know and zero information plus i grew up with this whole fairy tale you know you meet prince charming marry him and it's happy ever after so i had this whole concept of my virginity is this like prize that i have to hold for the man who marries me and Your nobody flower. else my i don't even know i called it a flower i think i was just this you know like this trophy that i will give to somebody who decides to marry me i mean it was really messed up now that i look at it because At 19 I started going around with this very hot looking man who was 10 years older to me and we could have had so much fun and we made out a lot but it was always like okay no further I mean I did him a torture if you ask me for four years <laughs> and then you know karma and consequences bloody hell because when so when my husband proposed to me and now you know like he's deserving of this prize so when we uh, made love the first time he didn't believe I was a virgin despite the evidence because he was like how can it be you for four years you've been going around with this man how can you not have had sex and i'm like dude like look but he didn't believe you know and uh what was really sad about that encounter that told my losing my virginity so much for it supposing to be a prize mm-hmm. was at the end of it he said you know i'm disgusted that i have actually orgasmed with a woman with a body like yours seriously tell me where he lives no no listen anyways it was really heartbreaking for me it was really heartbreaking for me because you know after being so misinformed uh reading mills and boons and sydney sheldon oh and, and you know all of that stuff this was my first experience so you know when i was a kid i used to watch ridge and brook oof kissing on board in the beautiful and i used to jerk off to that <laughs> okay But anyways and so this was my experience and uh well it did get better from there you know it did get better from there but then after 6 years of amazing sex it stopped and he well i got to know 7 years later what the real reason was but he kept telling me that he just wasn't into me anymore he just wasn't attracted to me anymore So for those 7 years I felt such deep rejection and shame and just pain and sadness and guys what do you think should we find out where he lives No come on I mean really and you know I mean I do have his permission to say these things because you know he's aware and he knows what happened and what what 
happened between us. But I can't even blame him, you know, because look, he was someone five years older to me. He'd had all this experience. He knew what he liked and what he didn't like. And so he's also a result of the poem. I mean, the first thing he did was uh, after we'd done it the first time and he said, okay, I'm going out for a swim. And he put on this porn video and he says, you'd know nothing. Look at, watch this. And then when I come back. So he's also a result of all those things now. It's not like he got some... Still an asshole. No. I, nobody gets to call him an asshole except me. <laughs> Too late. Anyway, so it's taken me 11 years to reclaim and to bounce back from that shame and guilt and misery. So that's my sob story. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's your sob story, but it's definitely his. <clears throat> Mia. Listen, I'm sorry, but I think it's not okay. I mean, I can understand. Look, look, look. I am completely on board with compassion. I think it's important to be empathetic and understand that there are people who are where they are because they are also subject to the same things that fuck us all up. Like society is an equal opportunity dick when it comes to sex. But it's also important to recognize that the behavior was really, really toxic and fucked up. You can't just keep saying that, oh, it wasn't his fault. Because then on some level, you are, you're taking responsibility or you're not giving responsibility to a thing for the horrible thing that was done to you. It is, you, can, you can both understand why he did it and say he's an asshole. That's all I'm trying to say. And not him per se. I mean, I mean this generally in life about people and things. That it is possible to both understand why someone is behaving a certain way and still say that this behavior is not okay. Agreed. All that I'm trying to say is that I'm saying the behavior is not okay. Mm. Right? That's why I'm talking about it. Okay. But I am not saying this for him to be judged. Fair. You know? Fair, fair. And it happened a long time ago and he has grown from it. Mm. And I think it's punishment enough that the marriage did not last because this is one of the reasons. And fair enough. I think we need to leave it there. Okay, fair, 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 fair. Let's move on to some healing, shall yes, we? Yes, please. I mean, <clears throat> as I said before, I'm like a queen and I don't need to heal. No, I'm kidding. Of course I have issues, guys. <laughs> the thing is, it's just that so many things about the way we're shown sex mm. are so messed up. Mm. Like whether it's porn or a movie, who stops to put on the condom? Who waits awkwardly for three minutes while you get out of bed in the cold and hop across the room and pull it out of the pocket and then you come down and you're like, is it, which side is it, is it, okay, Who, do they ever show any of that? No, they don't. What about the cramps? Oh my God, the number of times I've had to like stop halfway because my ass is cramping. Right? And then you just, and, and what about the crick in the neck? Mm. Or the bed will suddenly go like, hmm? <laughs> you're like, and like, uh, ah! oh. like I still remember with like, and the English guy, like, I think that was the first time only, like, suddenly this is the third. And we basically broke the frame. And we weren't even doing anything particularly <laughs> athletic, right? So it's, it's like, and no one ever shows you that. But the thing is, it's also all part of sex. It's not some earth-shatteringly serious enterprise. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to always be making love or fucking. It can just be something you do that's fun. Yeah. It's weird. It's funny. And honestly, if you ask me, the best sex is sex where you have to stop for a minute because you're laughing so Correct. hard. Like there's this guy that I'm seeing who has magic fingers. Oh my God. And he knows it. And his favorite thing to do, it'll be, he'll be like, ask me a question. And like, we're quite chatty when we're having sex. So I'm like, huh. And then he'll ask me a question and then he'll suddenly swing into action when I'm in the middle of the answer, right? 
and then obviously I, my brain stops working so there's like i'm just like ah and, <laughs> and then he'll take a break and i can form coherent thoughts again he'll smirk at me and go sorry i didn't catch that you didn't finish your sentence which makes me laugh like crazy and also like slap him so you know it's and i like want to kiss him it's it's just these are the things i mean there was one <laughs> if this boy is listening time, i want to say good job i mean one time i think i fell off the bed and it's just funny and what about all the noises oh my god you know like the farting like when you're having vigorous sex all that stuff in your abdominal cavity is moving on and then you're like lot of the big fucking fart and you got to laugh about it you can't just like <gasps> and then like normal. it's just it's normal it's part of the whole thing right and you're turning over and you're like let's change positions and then your legs are entangled and the razai falls off someone's butt and, like it's just all part of the whole yeah, thing yeah and sometimes it's just cold man and you need the razai more than the sex and sometimes it's too like, hot also, also and you're like can we have sex with minimal contact right it's just it, it's these are the things so in terms of healing i guess the biggest healing that i went through and i have brought this up before is this old love of mine who spent so much time he would touch my tummy he would touch mm. my thighs he would like with love with affection with lust with all of those things and so much attention he he lavished them with so much attention that i began to see them as worthy of attention and love and touching and it's amazing what a difference i mean it made a huge difference to me mentally you know psychologically and all of that as well but literally it is amazing what a difference it makes if you move beyond beyond the delineated erogenous zones when mm-hmm, you're having sex mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh my god like i mean the, you know the biggest sensory organ in your body baby it's your skin mm-hmm. and it's everywhere yeah yeah it's like head to toe yeah and you should really not well not should do what works for you but sometimes it's worth exploring including all of that in it no i've actually recently discovered <laughs> spots on my tummy right <laughs> I mean imagine and it's wonderful it's amazing <laughs> yeah so my healing story with the same man that we were dissing just 5 mm-hmm. minutes ago uh-huh. because he did come around from there and we had the most awesome sex for mm. like 6 years we experimented we did the naughtiest things like now i look back and i'm like oh did i have the guts to do that <laughs> I know you're pretty gutsy girl. But it was so fun and you know we just it, I mean we we tried everything together, you know, whatever we could and it was just wonderful. It was really wonderful. So that was healing because it taught me all of this that I can be flexible, that I can be active, that you know I can give, that mm. I can ask for. Like one of the things I once asked him that you know how how is it that you wait for me to come and then only. And he was like because your pleasure is important to me mm. you know and i thought that was a wonderful thing to say i was happy okay fine i'm withdrawing one asshole <laughs> all right no need to give him, give you his address anymore <laughs> no no i think i'm going to out want to send him a thank you bouquet um. oh all right <laughs> maybe you should just need like okay explosive no. stuff anyway so that was one then the second thing that happened was this 30 year old 30 year older man mm. that i met a british guy living in germany and we started exchanging emails you know and it was i mean he he would give me these uh, themes and i would have to write stories around it and it was just so healing for me because it opened my mind to so many different possibilities it made me look research you know look up because 
and it allowed mm. me the space of imagination and stuff like that you know plus it hotted things up in the bedroom because mm-hmm. obviously you're writing all that stuff you want to try it out and experiment so that was very healing i think the main bit of healing was of course the whole body positivity thing the whole inside job thing plus there's this lovely book big big love mm-hmm. which is so beautifully written right from the myths to you know how you deal with that to the self love bit to the different positions to the various kinks etc etc and how fat people men and women should navigate it like when you use pillows or what you shouldn't have a problem with or you know so on and so forth so that was fabulous for me except that i didn't have anyone to like you know like actually the practice practice it was just theory but still the fact that you know that information existed was good um and really after that it's meeting you babe because <laughs> no you are just so liberated and i love how open you are about this it was the first thing you know i was like wow and it has just given me the faith in myself and the confidence to say hey you know like let me look at this again so mm, well mwah. thank you what <laughs> to you too i do have a problem with this though Why? there's a particular uh, friend of mine who the first time i met him he came over with another friend and i had an interesting uh, experience the previous night and i was just like oh hello new person take a seat have some at least so you guys will not believe what happened to me last night and yeah um i mean it didn't scare him off so No, I've seen you do this very recently. I know, I know, I know. I mean, I was drunk, but at least I mean that time I wasn't even drunk. So at least my my controls have gotten a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. Now I get why you say your zero boundaries thing. Mm. This is it. Aha, aha. I have no boundaries. Please do not change. Ha, huh, not I'm, You are I'm, an inspiration for the world. Oh, babu. Not that I'm the world, but for me you have been. You so. are the world. Oh. You are the children. So much mash. You want me to sing now? <laughs> anyway, so from this beautiful high point, uh we got to circle back to some uh demons. Demons. Um You know the thing is with me I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry but I don't kind of really have that many demons here. Mm. Like the closest is sometimes I may meet a guy and think that he has some kind of elaborate humiliation planned for me like some American teenager movie. <laughs> but really I don't really believe that. There'll be like one fleeting second when I think that mm. uh and it happens really really rarely like maybe three times in my entire life. So yeah I guess it's just Uh, it, it never ceases to amaze me that i have this confidence in this area of my life so yay <laughs> thank god and really i don't know why you said sorry like five times but no because it's hard to hear thank god thank god thank god it's okay i have lots of insecurities in other places to make up for it okay yes. balance in the universe <laughs> exactly for me to be honest i don't have that many demons because i'm just reclaiming and you know uh and i'm really having fun right now let me just put it that way except i'm afraid of being judged hmm. because i've had these experiences where i was looking for a relationship um where um i'd find a man and you know he he'd have had this prolific life and i would tell him that i've had maybe more than one part maybe more than two partners like and he'd be like Oh my god like you know i would really feel like a slut 
And I'd be like, why? I mean, doesn't this equality hold? I mean, of course, sorry, I'm asking the stupidest question on the planet. No, it's not stupid. But I'm afraid of being judged because right now, I don't want any... Everybody is afraid of being judged. So yeah, I don't, I don't blame you for being scared at all. No, the thing is, my history is of single committed relationships, yeah. which I don't think I'm wired towards. Welcome to polyamory, baby. Yes, baby. <laughs> I think I realized this when I was having those email exchanges with that mm-hmm. guy. And now after having met you and now after reading up about it, mm-hmm. I'm realizing this is probably how I'm wired. It explains so much of the fuckery in my head and yeah. in my life. Yeah. But then, you know, what if I'm 50, 55, 60 and, you know, I do find someone and then I do decide to get back into that sort of relationship and then I get judged and don't have that relationship because I'm judged. That is my demon. Oh, so you're saying that your demon is that you will live your life now, but in the future, if you have to Hmm. play by the rules again, you won't get the opportunity. The man will reject you for not having played by the rules. Correct. Ah, but then he doesn't deserve you, baby. He doesn't. No, I know. Like that's the logical side of it. And another side of me says, why, why should I even tell him, you know, like all of that. But yeah, right now, I just want to have fun. Yes. And. I am having fun. Oh, yes, you are. And I'm figuring out that I'm this really, like, brave person. (laughs) And therefore, I have even more fun. And I'm okay with that, you know. I mean, this is what I want to do right now. So, I think it's wonderful. I mean, I just want to say one thing, uh, though, about polyamory. Which uh, I I think it's a beautiful way of viewing the world. Mm. Um, I think I came to it myself by accident because mm. all the men I was in love with were not in love with me. Mm. They were in love with other women. They were sleeping with other women. And all the men I was sleeping with were not in love with me. But mm. it didn't make the sex any worse. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, but I'm, I'm in love with this guy. But hey, I kind of want to like, I like that one too. <laughs> what? So, and it came to this point where I'm like, oh. And then when I found out about this way of living, I, I found it so much more valuable because... Love is not a finite thing. Hmm. And love and fidelity and sexual fidelity are only bound together by society. Which does not mean that people who don't feel comfortable, who people who are comfortable in monogamy shouldn't be monogamous. No, bro, do whatever you want. That's what now, right? different strokes for different folks. Absolutely. But the thing, like, I mean, so uh, this, this guy I'm seeing, oh, so much conversation we've had about what is the way we refer to each other. <laughs> anyway, this guy I'm seeing, I took him uh, on our second date. We went to a party at my friend's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we met other friends of mine and stuff like that. And it was a whole other experience because I've never taken a date to a party who's walked around saying, yeah, I'm her date. It was like, <laughs> mind blown. Mm-hmm. So he met another friend and they were talking, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to that other friend's house for a party. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, listen, can I bring a date? She's like, yeah, of course, I counted you and your plus one. Uh, that guy, right? And I'm like, uh, no, actually, it's a different one. <laughs> She's like, why? What happened? He was so sweet. I'm like, nothing happened. He's just busy. <laughs> and she's like, what? So, but the, the thing is that it, it just makes my life so easy. I don't have to worry about going to a party where I don't know a lot of people by myself. And like, oh, oh, oh. And I don't have to like be like, I know you have to work, but I don't want to go alone. So please come all the way from Gurgaon and go to this party with me. No, here's his thing. I get to do my thing and life is easy. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love that because, you know, it takes away all the nonsense pressure that we put on relationships, yes. you know. And I just love that freedom that this allows. 
I mean, it is different strokes for different folks. Absolutely. Maybe there are two people. Maybe you change also over a period of time. I think people do change. I mean, you it know? also has so much to do with how much bandwidth you have, how, what what mental resources you have, what space you're in right now, how much money you're making right now. Like literally boils down to things like that sometimes. Yeah. Because sometimes you're just like, I'm broke. I can't go out anywhere. I can't do anything. Sometimes you're like, eh, so much pesa. I'm partying with my friends all the time. Yeah. It depends. Exactly. So Unlike way so many factors. But anyway, TLDR. To sum up this episode, <laughs> have sex safely. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yourself. Enjoy yourself. Like really, like play with yourself. Play with other people. Figure this stuff out. And like the internet is there. Ask it questions. Don't learn sex from porn. And um, I think that's it. One more very important thing. Uh-huh. If you don't want to have sex. Don't. And if you're happy with yourself or you want to take time out. Because I did take three years of time out where, as one of Absolutely our very close friends says, <laughs> I was with God. Apna haat jagannath, jagannath <laughs> is God. <laughs> so if that is the way you want to be, be that also. There's no problem if you want to yeah, take you a can break have and don't a, have it. You can have no sex drive for a while. You can just be celibate by choice. You can just like, I went through two years after... The incredible mind fuck this guy pulled on me. I went through two years of just being like, I look at a guy and I'm like, no. Yeah, and it's fantastic. I go home and sleep with cat. Yeah, like, and not this applies sexually, to guys sleeping. who've just had a break break up and are like wounded in their hearts also. They also should not feel pressure. No, no, like, everybody. This, yeah, is, everybody. this is not uh, gendered. Uh, this is true. Everybody like just... I feel like especially if you're young and you're single, there's a lot of pressure to date to be out there. In this day and age, Mm-mm. you got to play the field. So many options, so many options. First of all, so many options. Half the time I look at the options for 20 minutes and I'm like, I'm hiding under the quilt with the book because <laughs> this is too much stress. <laughs> I mean, I can't even keep them straight anymore. Like this chap, I'm like, ah, so you live in GK, right? And he's like, no, I live in another place very, very far away. And I'm like, oh, shit, I guess I uh, mixed you up with another one. Now I'm thinking who lives in GK? I can't remember. My mouth is zipped. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that diary. Sometimes <laughs> we have to do. <laughs> sometimes you need a spreadsheet, and it's exhausting. And like, oh, so basically, just have a fun. Just listen have fun. to your instincts when you don't want to do it. Don't do it. I kissed a guy the other day. He was really sweet. He was politics was so hot. Like I was just like, oh god. But I kissed him, and I didn't like that kiss. And I was like, okay, this is not going anywhere. Bye. Yep. Say it's no. okay. It's okay. Yeah. There's a guy who got really drunk and I shit you not, he was like, suck my dick. I was like, excuse me? And he's like, suck my dick. I'm like, get out. I kicked him out. He was like, I made him put his pants on and I made him leave. I'm like, no, you don't get to talk to me like that. No, that's not how it works. I mean, maybe if it works for you, that's fine. There are plenty of people who would be really happy to have that said to them. <laughs> Anywho, uh, we are mixing things up again because mm-hmm. uh, we are easily distracted, apparently. Uh, instead of challenges, what we do in now is that we are doing a video series. You may or may not have noticed this on our social media, mm-hmm. which I know all of you faithfully follow by now. <laughs> that is as yet unnamed, mm-hmm. but maybe named by the time this episode goes out, mm-hmm. uh, where we have you guys send us questions. I mean, anything that occurs to you after you finish this episode, just shoot us a question on, uh, uh, let me see, where at Fatso Podcast, F-A-T-S-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and gmail.com. So reach out to us. We are uh, happy to reply. If you are douchey about it, we will block you. So please don't be like, hi, myself, six inch penis. No, not going to work. 
just FYI. What I would like to say, given my neuroscience background, is if you've had questions during this episode, write them out right now and send them to us. We're waiting. Neuroscience. <laughs> That's it for today. Thanks for listening. This episode was recorded at Manchin Media. The music was made by Anand Sharma. Our logo was made by Yash and our fabulous photo shoot was by Suraj Ajitakumar. You should get him if you need photo shoots, guys. He's really good. Mm. Uh, and uh, production or editing, as always, will be by Ameya. And this one's going to be a tough one. No, no. Pura lamba. Lamba dal denge, guys. Size, size doesn't matter. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you.